Welcome back, everybody, to the Fourth Dive Blind Podcast. I'm Lane, joined with my partner Nash today, and also Barrett. What's up? Yes. So today. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Anyway, today we're going to be uh, talking about our spring sports that are coming up. Yesterday we did some cleanup on our baseball field to get ready for the baseball season. Uh, yeah. That was pretty cold outside, pretty, but pretty muddy. Got a little messy, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, some worms were consumed, and it was, <laughs> that was pretty funny. Ah, uh, yes, the classic initiation with the worms. I had to do that last year, and it is quite the event. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, uh, Barrett, so you're uh, running track. Right. Yep. Uh, you guys went out and practiced yesterday for your track running. How, yeah. How's that going? Uh, my training is coming along well. I'm in my. This will be my second week. Uh, it's coming along good. Turns out I'm in a lot better shape than I thought I was coming off of basketball season. So I'm just trying to build up some cardio endurance while also trying to do a little speed work. I. Yeah. Yesterday I had a speed workout. I did six by five hundred. Four by four hundred and then two by two hundred, and wasn't that hard. My splits were around four forty pace for a mile. So, yeah, first workout on the track and it felt really good. Got to test out my spikes that I'm gonna use for the season and it was great. Damn, damn, <laughs> Barrett. I think you're the only high schooler I know that actually watches the Olympics. Is that true? You know that is probably. Very accurate. I might actually be the only person under 40 that watches the Olympics. But, you know, <laughs> from what I've watched, I've actually really enjoyed them. I think my favorite events are probably cross-country skiing, which might be really weird for some people. But I like it because I run cross-country, and I just think it's cool. Another event that I think is super slept on is the freestyle aerial skiing, where they go down a super high hill, and they basically hit, like, a 20-foot jump and go 40-foot in the air. And then they just spin around and do flips, and then they try and land it, and it is very cool. Yeah, I was watching some of the snowboarding, actually. Like, I saw a clip of uh, my friend's house, saw a snowboarding clip. This guy did, like, a backflip in the air and, like, lands down this massive drop, and I just... Massive drop. Yeah, bro. Just an astronomically large drop. It's just... That stuff's crazy, bro. But, yeah, I think... (laughs) I think... Honestly, that just the Olympics in general are super slept on, especially the winter ones. I think the summer are just they're more mainstream because it's summer sports, but winter just is slept on. And I think a lot more people got to watch them. And as I said, I really like the <laughs> cross country skiing and the, uh, the, aerial skiing but i think also we have to talk about what's going on with the hockey in the u.s and both teams choked the u.s men's team lost to slovakia in the quarterfinal which was huge because they were projected to go pretty far and then the women's team lost to canada in the gold medal game and yeah well i know like the men's team is like the uh, nhl was not allowing the players to play in the olympics too with the covid thing yeah which is which is big um, I don't know. It was kind of, I love watching the Olympic hockey, actually. Uh, it's the only Olympic sport I ever pay attention to. Yeah. It's kind of sad to see the NHL. Not the same. Yeah, I think, I mean, 
pretty sure from what I saw that they were actually pretty close, but they just couldn't, wouldn't allow it, which seems kind of weird to me. I know it is right in the middle of the season, but it is every four years. So I don't think it would be too big of a problem if they just had an extended break. And maybe if they had the Olympics for the hockey, they could just build the all-star break into that. And I think they had guys during the all-star break, just not going to the all-star game, but they just went to the Olympics. I think they could make more of a, uh, branding out of that. Yeah. And shout out to the hockey all-star game. I love watching the NHL all-star game because they're actually playing for something. Like, the division that wins it gets a uh, home ice advantage in the playoffs yeah. the Stanley Cup final, which is actually good to see because all the other all-star games, nobody actually, like, cares. I mean, in the hockey one, they don't care that much, but at least they're playing for something. Yeah, that is Rather true. than the NFL Pro Bowl where recess <laughs> football is Yeah. Like, <laughs> not too much touch on them, they're down. Yeah. So we're going to uh, move on here to the Tyler Skaggs case. I don't know much about it, but I know you guys were telling me about it. So what's going on with that? All right. So Tyler Skaggs was a Angels pitcher who was actually a pretty promising prospect. And he died on July 1st of 2019. So, wow, that's almost three years ago. That's crazy. Dude, time goes by so fast. Bro, that actually, so I actually kind of felt like that was last year. But that was, that was pre-COVID. What? Yeah, like one of my teachers, they were mentioning like, we have like less than four months left of this school year. That's crazy. Yeah, that's the heck. That's, that's actually insane. All right, we kind of sidetracked, but let's get back on the track. Uh, so he died on July. <laughs> we got sidetracked. <laughs> what? what was... Okay. All right. Uh, uh. All right. Yeah. All right. So he died on. <laughs> Bro, let me focus, please. All right. So yeah. So he died on. July 1st, 2019, it was very sad, and he died due to a drug overdose. Oh, actually, correction, he died by choking on vomit after using drugs and alcohol due to the Tarrant County Medical Examiner's Office. There was high levels of opioids, including fentanyl, oxycodone, and oxymorphine found in the system, and the man that was supplying the drugs was Eric Kay who gave him drugs that were laced with fentanyl. And uh, actually, Eric Kane was a former Angels employee, actually. So, yeah, that's that's, that's pretty so big. How do you even sabotage I don't know. I know. Like that, right? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? You have this great MLB prospect, and you're just going to ruin his life and hurt his family and stuff like that? Like, yeah. I don't get that, man. You're getting paid to help your team, and, like, you're a professional baseball league. You're a professional baseball team manager, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's got to be such a big thing, and then you just go out and sabotage your players. Like, yeah, that. I, it's that's outrageous what he did. But so basically, yeah, he supplied Skaggs with drugs that were laced with fentanyl and that, all that other bad stuff. Uh, he was found guilty on Thursday of distribution of controlled substances, resulting in death and conspiracy to possess with intent distribute controlled substances. And oh, he's. He's facing a minimum of 20 years and life in prison, and he'll be sentenced in late June. Wow. So, yeah, pretty big news. I got to say, I think that's kind of a W for the Angels and the MLB in general. It was like, like, no, 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 I know, not like a, more of like a good thing as in like they got justice because it was terrible what he did. And I think it was really good that he paid the price because he, Gave somebody drugs and they died because and of that. I'm just looking over your phone as you're reading off this article. You are a total mom right now. Your <laughs> phone has to be so slow. You have 33 tabs open, dude. What are you doing? Um, 
Yeah. Look at this. Uh, she got 33 tabs open, bro. I probably bro. should. I should probably close those. That's probably why my battery's awful. How many of those are? Uh, nope. 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 Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> that part will be good. All right. Uh, let's move on <laughs> yeah, to uh, <laughs> to some uh the winners. Winter sports for the postseason. How about the girls and boys basketball team winning the division or winning league and district? God, <laughs> yes, uh, boys basketball and girls basketball. Congratulations to them. Um, I'm not going to talk about high schools or anything, but it was great to see them find some success. And I know we have a lot of seniors in these two programs. It's it's great to see them win, and they are both going on to skate the state state. They're both going to uh, <laughs> and they'll play for whatever seed at state. Uh, Dash, what were your thoughts on the games the other night? Uh, the boys, they came out amazing. Like, their energy was just so high. Like, they they came out with so much energy. The bench was going crazy. I was on the bench, so that's why I was going crazy. You know what I'm saying? But uh, they played an amazing game. They were knocking down the shots they needed to hit. They were um, making the extra pass. You know, they played a great team game. And uh, from the girls, the girls, the first half was a little rough. Uh, yeah, they were I down know, by like 16 yeah, one point. I know they were down by a, a lot. But they came back and they ended up winning the game, which uh, congrats. Yeah, to them. overtime they up was for, great. Yeah, they ended up pulling it out in overtime. So uh, congrats to both teams. Uh, hope they can make it far in state. Yeah, and the boys, too, just like you're talking about the energy. Uh, playing our rival in the championship game, in the dis- league, whatever, district championship game, it's just, that's a cool thing. Student section, our student section was packed. They didn't have much of a student section. But uh, and our boys just came out looking phenomenal. Uh, end of the first quarter, uh, we had a, like, missed three that almost looked like a pass and just the oop in, and that was just, I felt like that yeah, was. It was a pass, bro. Come on. Oh, yeah, sorry. It was <laughs> yeah. a pass. I feel like that was just kind of like the turning point. And just the momentum shifted completely. It came out in the second quarter, scoring a ton of points. Like we almost were, we were at like 43 at halftime or yeah. something. I know we were up by at least 20 and a half. So we had a great lead at halftime. Yeah, I think, I think one of the keys to winning both those games was scoring more points than the other team. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, that was, Thanks, man. that was a good point. That was just a great play. I cannot just fathom how that would help us win the game. Yeah, that's... So, what are your thoughts on uh, the boys going to state and the girls going to state? Uh, I think it's great for the school and great for their program. I think, I mean, if we're being really realistic, this might be the girls' last shot to really make a deep run like they have in the past. And I think, you know, with so many seniors that they have that they're really going to want to make a deep run and I think that they're very capable of doing that and as for the boys same thing loaded with seniors and I think that this is their year and if they really want it that they need to take it and that they're very capable of doing that yeah too and like next year we'll be we'll have a young team next year and build up I'm interested to see I know you're a sophomore but nationalized senior year could be even your senior year we can make a run but nationalized senior year we could have a pretty solid team oh yeah can I just say something real quick? Can we bring Bear on for every episode? Dude, this honestly, man is this has been this great. Minus awesome. his 33 tabs open is, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And also, we have to talk about this wrestling team. They had a, 
I'd probably say a rough go at regionals, but they still sent two guys to state. I was kind of disappointed, but I was also feeling pretty hopeful about next season. They sent a senior and a junior to state, which I think they were definitely capable of sending a lot more, but I think these next couple of years are going to be really good and they have something special. Yeah, too. Like, I know the team, we went up and uh, lost to, and that actually knocked a lot of our guys out of districts, um, has just loaded with seniors. So I think our team is definitely on the come up and that they're going to be pretty successful within the near future. Uh, yeah, congrats to the uh, two wrestlers who made it to state. Uh, hopefully you guys make it far. Yeah. yeah, good luck. Um, All right, we're going to uh, finish this podcast off with some college basketball real quick. Uh, Barrett, what are your thoughts on Gonzaga's game tomorrow against Santa Clara? Uh, well, if I'm being perfectly honest, and I'm no basketball expert by any means, but I predict that Santa Clara will absolutely get ran through by this electric Gonzaga team. I'm looking at ESPN right now. Santa Clara is a 2.5% chance to win. And I'm no numbers guy, but 2.5 is not good. <laughs> and I'm also sorry, my life. Yeah, I think that they're just gonna get absolutely ran through. Uh, the boy Chet Holmgren, seven foot one. I think it's gonna absolutely dominate. I think that just they're gonna be really good this year, and I think they're gonna make a really deep run when it comes March. And I also think that we really shouldn't be counting them out for the. National championship. I know that they've kind of choked the past few years, but I think out of all the years that this is going to be their year. Well, I think that's the beauty of March Madness, too, is like you can never count any team out. And right now, Gonzaga is projected top overall seed, whatever. It seems like it's that way at one point every season. But uh, the thing about Gonzaga is we need to get Mark for you a national championship, man. Come on. 22 years. I think this is his 22nd year with the team. Just an incredible. Incredible run for him. Um, I'm not quite sure how many years he has left in him. A lot of respect to him for staying in Spokane rather than taking the money elsewhere. Uh, Nash, what are your thoughts on tomorrow's game? Uh, yeah, just like Barrett said, uh, Gonzaga should absolutely run through Santa Clara. Uh, it shouldn't even be a close game. Like if if it's a close game, then I don't know. I don't know. Everybody, everybody hates on Gonzaga for like their bad WCC conference or whatever. Four WCC teams are projected to make it this year to the tournament, for one. And for two, like, Gonzaga blows the teams out of the water. They're putting yeah. up so many points that, I mean, they like they should. I mean, it's a close game. I get nervous if they're within 10 points in WCC team. Yeah. It's like, dang. But, yeah, I don't know. I feel like Gonzaga gets kind of downplayed because of their conference. Um, in some cases, they are definitely overrated, but people have a lot of hatred towards them for their... Uh, their opponents that they play. Which I do think is kind of justified because if you look at the WCC compared to like a true power five conference and like those that are packed with the blue blood schools, they just, they really aren't comparable. And I think if you stick them in, I think they're still going to be successful. Just their record isn't going to like equate as it would for the WCC. But I think we should also take a look at some of the other matchups this weekend. I think some really good ones to look out for will be number 12, Illinois taking on number 19, Michigan State. Uh, yeah, I think that's going to be a really good matchup, a really strong Big Ten matchup. I think these two will be battling for Big Ten championship, possibly. And, yeah, I think another one to look at is Texas Tech and Texas battle for Texas. 
and number 11 Texas Tech and number 20 Texas. Uh, that should also be a really good game. Yeah, um, I agree with that one. Uh, one I'm really interested to see too with Alabama. You know, they've had definitely had their ups and downs this season. They knocked off Gonzaga early in the season. They were looking like a true top five team. Now they're 17 and nine and number 25. They get to go play number four Kentucky, who also lost this week. That should be a close game down to the wire. Um, I, I, if I'm being really honest, I really think Alabama can pull it out. I think we've seen them on the big stage, and they were able to take down Gonzaga like they did in Seattle. And they have Javon Quinterly and J.D. Davidson in that one-two punch duo that I think could upset the Wildcats. A game I'm interested in is the Tennessee-Arkansas game. You know, you got number 16 yeah. Tennessee going up against 23 Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas twenty and six, and Tennessee I believe is nineteen and six. So two uh, close, close games. That that game's going to be really close. Yeah, I'm excited. It should be a good weekend in college hoops, as it seems to be every weekend. Can we just appreciate how much better college basketball is than the NBA? Yeah, yeah. honestly, it's so much better. It's, it's sloppy. I mean, there could be some, but it's not as bad. And, and they try. They actually try. You know, it's not. Yeah, it's not a walking three point competition. Yeah, they play defense. They play team basketball. Which I do think we can also point out that they're also playing for a lot more. And the NBA, it really doesn't matter to like that last month or two when it when you really want to start trying to get a playoff spot and get a high seed and not have to play in that playing tournament. Yeah, that's true. I, I agree. Um, you want to wrap it up now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's probably going to do it for today's podcast. Barrett, thanks so much for joining us. We love having you on. We'll probably have you I had a blast. We'll probably have you on again some other time. You did a great job. I enjoyed having you on the podcast. Yeah, I would agree. That's what's my rich wallet. <laughs> uh, that's the Fourth Eye Blind podcast for today. Until next time. Yeah.